Hey, somebody that is uh, always nice, and he's always on the radio or TV, is uh, Brian Kilmeade, a co-anchor of Fox & Friends, New York Times best-selling author. He's on television and radio more hours than I'm awake, and now he's launching a national tour as well. Brian, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. It's great to talk to you on a Friday. Yeah, what's going on, Frank? How are you? Oh, wait, quite a bit going on, quite a bit. You've had a, a busy week, right? Yeah, I've had a busy, a busy week uh, personally, professionally. I'm, I'm having a week personally where I'm dropping two kids off at college. Uh, one more to go tonight and then um, heading to New Orleans tonight after the shows. So uh, to, my son's going to be going to a college over in uh, Louisiana. So we're flying out, getting him settled, and my daughter's getting set with, uh, with uh, college soccer. So it's been a crazy thing while, while still working. So it's uh, my, my brother it, went to and they're ready um, to go. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll be set on. Well, by Monday, we're back to normal. Excellent. OK. My brother went to Loyola in New Orleans. So I'm going to get I'm going to get some recommendations of uh, places to make sure your your son stays away from while you're out. While right. He's out stay there. away from. Exactly. Right. Well, like every major city, uh, there's crime is the big thing, too. I mean, I'm looking at all these crime stats uh, in New Orleans. Not good. No, that's for sure. Um, it's not great in New York either, and that seems to be the uh, the major consistent uh, the major consistent thing in cities around the uh, the country. Now, w- what do you have coming up uh, this weekend on uh, on the Saturday show? Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I did part two on a fun piece on Elvis and, and oh. why he, you know, of course the movie's uh, leading in the box office still, and you know it is Elvis week, the anniversary of his. Uh, of his passing, so I went to Graceland, but then I was just stunned to find out what he's meant to Memphis. So not only on Elvis Week, but nonstop, they haven't changed anything he did. The the diners he went to, the restaurants he had, uh, he always uh, frequented, uh, the clubs he went to, uh, Beale Street, where he was heavily influenced in music by B.B. King. So I went and did another part of it in the town, in the city. Also, I did not know he was one of the first supporters of Danny Thomas and St. Jude, also in Memphis. So we'll have some fun there. But I'm going to be joined by Trey Gowdy. He's going to break down what Republicans got to do. They seem to have lost a lot of their momentum uh, when it comes to uh, not so much the House but the Senate. And it seems that abortion has emerged as the number one issue. And they're not bringing up crime, which is destroying the city we're talking in. No de- I mean, absolutely destroying uh, this city. The no-cash bail and this idiot governor talking more about let's make it salesperson instead of salesman. And let's not use the word inmate. It makes criminals feel bad. And then I'll, we'll talk about that. Also going to talk to Alan Dershowitz how this Trump-obsessed media. Listen. Uh, Donald Trump is, is is an intriguing figure, like uh, Mike Tyson in boxing, like Tiger Woods in golf. I get it. But those are not the major issues in either one of those sports. And Donald Trump is not the number one issue in politics. They're doing it to get ratings. You know what the number one issue is? The crime that we're bringing up, the inflation that indeed matters that's running over this country, the money that's bleeding into the Ukraine, Afghanistan one year later, uh, this ridiculous inflation act that just passed. And everyone's like, well, Donald Trump's got his CFO at 75 years old, did something over the course of 50 years and put his children's private schooling on the business. So let's put him at Rikers Island. 
and everyone's obsessed with Trump. I'm just amazed at this, Frank. Well, if that, you flip the channels, that was all one they of the, do is talk about Trump. Well, that was one of the, the key things uh, that a lot of analysts said about his 2016 campaign is all the coverage that he got, including the negative coverage, amounted to something along the lines of $5 billion in free free television coverage that if he had to pay for that amount of coverage, uh, forget about it. It would be mo- more than any campaign uh, ever had in history. It, isn't it a, a little different with Trump? though, just because he is, at this point, probably the leading Republican candidate for president in 2024. So I I understand that a lot of the the press, especially those that cover him negatively, are doing it for clicks or to sell books or to get TV ratings or to get shares on social media. But isn't he a legitimate uh, issue because he is a strong presidential candidate? Legitimate issue, but not the only issue. Mm -hmm. And because you continue to say, let's look at what's happening in Georgia. Let's look what's happening uh, in the Trump organization. Let's see what's going on with that rate. Yeah, okay. But the bottom line is when people go to shop, when people go for a job, the workforce is barely over 60%. People going, uh, a million people have not signed up for school in Manhattan. They have just disappeared. Less people are signing up for college. We have this quiet quitting that's going on with this new generation of non-workers in our country. We see what's happening with China, Taiwan, their alliance with Russia, the takeover that's happening in Europe, this slow move towards uh, towards away from fossil fuels, which is folly, which is going to jack up our prices in everything we do. The money they just got jammed, the bill that just got jammed down our throats. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just stunned that the American people are going, okay, that's fine. That if, if you want an escape, do it. But Donald Trump's running for president. Absolutely. And I'm talking about people defending him, too. Uh, there's not many people defending him elsewhere besides our channels and, and, and 77 WABC. But when people do defend him, that is it. That's another forty-five minutes. Oh no! Oh, believe me, I I, I hear it from uh, both sides—the uh, Trump critics and the Trump devotees—and it's uh, it's just as tiresome on both sides. I have to be honest, but. Um, we'll talk with Brian Kilmeade, and uh, if you want to know uh, when Brian's coming to a town near you, you can uh, check out the uh, Brian Kilmeade.com. There's tour dates on there and uh, puts on a great live performance. It is interesting. Brian, you know, I've had the opportunity to see you perform live, and you have an incredible stage presence and really a great way of uh, telling a story. And a lot of people may not know this, that you there was a time in your career where you tried your hand at stand up comedy and got pretty good reviews i'm curious obviously you do a lot of serious journalism but how important is entertainment and stage presence to the kind of work you're doing on tv and radio on a daily basis well i mean what what i was doing is you know my first job was sports phone 9761313 so I had to supplement the income. Also, I wanted to get better. And when you wait for that job, you can't wait for uh, WABC to call for the opening to happen, for them to say, hey, take three hours here. So the one thing you can get on the offensive on, and you don't need a green light, is stand-up. In New York City, there's always a place to go up. And I thought, what better way to memorize, tell a story, read an audience? How could that be bad? So I just said, that'll only make me a better broadcaster to do it. And then I, I felt like I was making progress, moved out to Los Angeles, continued to do that, TV and um, all sports radio at the time. And then when I came back to New York, kept doing it when I was at New Sport, now defunct. So I would work during the day and go up at night when I could. And then, But when I, got, when I was lucky enough in 97 to get this job, 
you cannot get up at two thirty in the morning and do stand up at ten o'clock right. at night. And you just and and if you're doing going on at seven p.m., you're terrible. Not excuse me, I shouldn't say that. They're terrible slots. So if you stay up to ten, you're good, and you get a slot in prime time. That's fantastic. But I can't wait for two and a half hours to do it. So I just thought, let me try to hold on to this job. And that was in 97. I'm still doing this job. So that's the one thing that went by the wayside. But I thought what I do miss is be able to get on stage. And that unscripted nature of what you and I are doing now is what I love most. And to be on stage and say, okay, these are the, these are the things I'm working out. I got to see if I'm successful, if I could make these people laugh uh, regardless. That's always a challenge. And now I thought, oh, what if I, uh, I re- weave in what we do on radio? what I'm able to do on TV, and put it in a sense of humor and tell a story. I thought that would work, and to be able to talk about my books, the six history books, I had no idea the 1619 Project would emerge and our history would be challenged. I thought people would be like, yeah, I don't like your book. I didn't think people were like, I don't believe in our mm. history. Mm. So I thought, okay, let me make this like a mission. A thousand people at a time. Let me go and talk about America's story. Not perfect, but it's fascinating what our past is, and how we seem to be in schools pushing against it. And that's what's going to start up again in September. You're going to hear about all these stories again in New York, how they're going to tell you George Washington, should not, like in Virginia, should not be called the father of our country, and James Madison should not be called the father of our Constitution, and we should no longer talk, put um, uh, who is now going to be taken off, Patrick Henry's going to be taken off, the latest one to be taken off grammar schools because he had slaves as opposed to give me liberty or give me death. Uh, so all this stuff that now I get on stage and now I feel like there's an additional reason to do it. Uh, well, it uh, it's quite a show, and uh, I do hope a lot of folks check it out. Uh, how about uh, radio and television today? What are we in store for today? Uh well, Admiral James Tervidis is going to be uh, joining me. I'm going to be talking about one year since Afghanistan. Mm. Now there's a big push to get journalists out. They're being targeted. We still have thousands of people still in there. Um, and how nobody has gotten fired in a year. Uh, Mark Thiessen will talk about what we just talked about, uh, about the Republicans. Where are they going to get their message? Uh, are they going to get it down? And, and Donald Trump is on the ballot in this respect. Uh, Mark Masters is trailing. Dr. Oz is trailing. Herschel Walker is trailing. They were all... Uh, Mastriano was trailing in Pennsylvania. They were all pushed by Donald Trump. He had great victories in the primary. What it means in the general, we'll talk about that. Michael Waltz, a little bit more about Afghanistan, why Florida worked with the CDC. And Bobby Barack will bring us inside media without kick. Uh, He's going to talk about what Tiger Woods did addressing the PGA, as well as Brian Stelter out at CNN. Mm. So is that the beginning of a more balanced CNN? My good friend Allison Camerata on at 9 o'clock. At night, uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera will be on with us, too. And, you know, we're going to be talking about all that. Uh, You know, that quiet quitting uh, phenomenon, we talked about that yesterday a little bit. And you were one of the first people that I thought of. And then, lo and behold, you did that great interview with with Mike Rowe. But, uh, I mean, you're doing the opposite of quiet quitting. You're you're loudly unquitting. Ah. But uh, where what does that say about the kind of the workplace culture of young people, especially these days, that this is becoming a trend that folks are actually promoting? I, I mean, it's basically organized slackerism. Wow, I, I, I think you coined a word, Frank. Well, yeah, I, 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 I think you got to take that as yours. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Spread the word. If yeah. you use it on any of your 900 shows today, please uh, give I me have credit. To pay you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, let's be honest. I owe you money. I'll take uh, a free book. Yeah. yeah. How about this? Parents. 
hey, uh, it's not okay for your kid not to work in the summer. It's not okay for your kid not to have a part-time job if they're going to school part-time. Uh, understand that, that you get that work experience and learn how to interact with people and have crazy bosses, good bosses, uh, work, interact with your peers. Uh, the time, okay, we know about the pandemic. We know you were forced to stay home. Just like anything else, clear the hurdle, uh, adjust, and, and act. And there's got to be more glory in work. I mean, the Protestant work ethic is something that was on test in school. You don't have to be Protestant, but that's what they did. You came here, and you outworked the person next to you. If we lose that, we lose the country, and we got to start pushing that in every aspect of our lives. The good news is for this generation, if you're between uh, 18 and 25 and you have that work ethic, you are going to shine quickly, especially at ABC and at Fox. Because our jobs, you don't get a lot of money in the beginning, but, man, you have a lot of opportunity. And if you work hard, good under pressure, you have a chance of running a show at 28 years old. You have a chance of hosting Mm. a show early on because you just outwork a field that is not as formidable as the 80s and 90s. There's no question. So you have a chance to shine. Be that parent that tells your kid, outwork everyone. The teacher is is right on 99% of the time. Uh, your boss is somebody to be listened to, and you're the one who should volunteer to work more hours. You do that, and you'll be that kid who becomes an extremely successful man or woman. Uh, Brian Kilmeade will enjoy your marathon of daily radio and TV shows, <laughs> and you're actually going to be on the Bernie and Sid show today as well. We'll check out that. Good luck with all your travels and getting all these kids off to college. All right, slackerism. Orga- Every time I say organized it. Sac- slackerism. Organized, organized slackerism. slackerism. I owe you 75 cents. That's right. <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks, Brian. Go get it, Frank.